broadcasting from Littlehampton, UK. This is the Man Up Podcast. Loading in five, four, three, two, one. The Man Up Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. It's it's January, and here we are. We're perky. We've got a, a French press coffee. This is actually uh, Chris, Christmas blend, courtesy of my friend Rob Griggs Taylor. Thank you, Rob. Sir. <laughs> this is great. This is like the cold turkey sandwich version <laughs> of of the coffee world. The the, the Christmas blend in January, uh, ready to be pressed. And I, I'm feeling pretty perky for 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 2016. How about you, Steve? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. New Year's Eve has been and gone. Um, how was so, it for you? Yeah, lovely. Uh, you were nice, gigging. You gigging, weren't partying gigging, with the family. Yeah, no, I was gigging with them. Um, Mitch Ben from Ready for the Now show in Leeds in Fars. They did a gig there and stayed, pied the night away, mate. Uh, it was lovely. I was with the family. Oh, good work. I do remember one of the strangest New Year's Eves ever, New Year's Eve 1999. I was gigging at this no gig and I thought, it's been nice to be with the family. Really important yeah. day, yeah. moment in history. But I was getting a thousand pounds. I love it. Really important for the family, yeah. but there's always a price. <laughs> well, do you know what? It, it went through my mind. I thought we could be together. The church was throwing a party, and I thought it's going to be all right. But a thousand pounds, we yeah. could have a week in the sun somewhere. Yeah, you kind of go, how how much is this party? You'd, and you'd be at the party going, I could have earned a thousand pounds. And I was with friends for the party, and it was great, but it was really bizarre. So I finished a about 11-ish, it was Maidenhead Marlow way. Yeah. Um, so I shot off home. So I was on the M25 at midnight, only car on the M25. No way. Because everyone was partying. Everyone was partying. It's 1999. Prince wrote a song about it. He did as well. <laughs> Listening to the fireworks on the radio. Oh, mate. It was so crazy. It felt like something had happened. Everyone had been raptured. Yeah, Armageddon it, had happened. I was the only man left in the world. It was like post-apocalypse. You know those like zombie yes. movies. You like, you know, there was just you were the only car. It's just it. really strange on a motorway like that. And you keep thinking, am I going the right way? Yeah, and you literally nothing on the radio apart from the fireworks. That's hilarious. Mate. So that was very strange. That was wow. That's incre- incredible. But this year was more conventional. <laughs> I've um, part of uh, what I'm. Commi- I can't wait. I've got three months. So end of end of March three points come off my license i'm on nine points at the moment steve so i'm i'm driving really carefully that's one of my kind of things i'm committing to this year is don't get banned <laughs> man well if i get if i get banned i can't i can't do what i do i can't because i'm not at that stage in my career where audiences will come to my house <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh. interesting. You don't strike me as a fast driver. Are you a fast driver? No, you? Do you know what? I'm not. A, I'm not a fast driver. I'm just. I, I like podcasts, and <laughs> and uh, and I sit there and having a lovely time in the car. And I don't. I just don't. You know, some people are properly tooled up. You know, I, I go in your car. It's beeping whenever there's some yep. camera going. I, I don't have any of that, so I, I get caught out. Um, so the last one, I did. Uh, uh, it was one of these temporary sp- uh, average speed limits on the M56. Uh, I was doing 58, I think, uh, and it's a, f- a 50. So uh, you get away with 10% plus two miles an hour, can't Is that you? something like well, that? It has yeah. been. I know they're talking about zero tolerance, but yeah. you could have got away with 57. Yeah, and so I got done for that, and I was on six points, and uh, the they sent me... Uh, a letter, and I've got a friend who's uh, a guy called Caleb who's pretty good with um, 
you know, all this kind of stuff. He's got zero points on his license, and he's like, you know what you need to do is send it back, get him to... By the way, if you hear some crunching in the background, <laughs> there's a dog having his own New Year's party here with some uh, Baker's Complete Mix. <laughs> He's loving that. He is. So I've got my mate Kate. So he goes, get the, get the, ask for the photographic evidence, keep batting it back and forward to, you know, to, to the authority. And eventually, the way he does it is he keeps questioning, you know, where's the cameras and what the bylaws are until eventually some clerical officer things stuff this and loses it yeah and lose it and the thing gets dropped so i was like that sounds absolutely brilliant because like, i don't want to get up to nine points so i, I sent it sent a letter oh can you send i don't know uh, can you send the you know the, the the photographic evidence they sent it and then i ignored it and then i got two months later i got a, a letter saying you've not um sent anything back here's your three points for the um uh, for the speeding feds and also six points for non-identification of driver I was like, oh, are you kidding me? And that six months, 15 points. And I was panicking, Steve. And I was like, no way. And so I rang up one of these, a friend has, and who's a traffic lawyer. And so he goes like this. He goes, this guy's great. And so I rang, uh, sent, copied all the forms in, sent it to this traffic traffic lawyers for you or whatever. They rang, this bloke rang and said, I am one of the solicitors from traffic lawyers. And uh, I can take on your case. Um, now, obviously, you're looking at 15 points. That's a definite ban. Uh, if I take on your, on your case, I can re- we'll go to court. We'll we'll plea uh, undue hardship to the uh, judge, or we'll ask now that you've kind of put all the forms in and you're saying you know you're letting them know who the driver is. Uh, we'll take that six points off for non-identification driver, so it's just nine points, but it's two and a half grand. And I was like, what? And then he goes, well, you can have it for one and a half grand, but then we'll just pass it to one of our paralegals. One of the YTS boys. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin in the back who does the post. <laughs> Give my child's day. Oh, bless. And so I was like, I, I, don't, I couldn't afford that either. So I was panicking. I was like, this is it. And I was like telling my kids, right, kids, okay, you just need to prepare yourself for gruel and, um, you know, and, and lights pass. off. Yeah, bus pass for the rest of the year. And, um, and then and then I ju- and I rang uh, Cheshire Police and um, and saw that they had a court officer and this lovely woman chatted to her. She was the the prosecuting court officer. I said hello. This is the situation. She said I said oh listen love don't worry about that. She says just um, fill the form in, send it back, so you're not appearing at court, and just say oh and please take off six points for non-identification um, since you know you've put yourself down now in this form. And I said is that it? She said yeah, that's all I need to happen. And so I did that. Boom. I didn't even have to go to court yeah. and it cost me not a penny. This solicitor was trying to get two and a half grand out of me for nothing. He knew all I needed to do was just return the form with that little 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 appendum. Unbelievable. Well, I've got a related story because I had oh, yeah. to do um, a level crossing awareness course. <laughs> <laughs> we have a level crossing around the corner from my house. Yeah, and I you've not been aware of it all 20 this 20 or 30 years. times. Yeah. And um, I went over... On amber. Oh my goodness! And that gets yeah, that gets. Well, of course, amber then goes to flashing red. So I'm the world expert on level crossing awareness. Right. So I had a letter coming through saying, yeah, you can go to court, you can take three points, you can go on a course. I d- and I didn't want the three points. Oh, of course I've not. No mate. points on my license at the moment. Of course not. You know, do a lot of miles on the road. Yeah. And um, so I went on this course for two and a half hours and was patronised. Uh, and and it's one of those where everyone there. Doesn't want to be there. No one wants and, to be um, there. I, mean, I the, felt for the trainers. I mean, that's he, the hardest gig ever, isn't he? He gives it everything. Doesn't I he? wanted to shake his hand at, at the end, but I just had to go. I couldn't stand it any longer. 
he did a great job as none of us wanted to be there we were yeah. only there because we didn't want the points yeah and it was interesting and I knew as soon as I had the notification come through yeah I looked up and I saw what I'd done wrong I didn't have to be reminded yeah that it's dangerous because I know it's dangerous nobody likes I being told I kind off. of thought in my mind I had no idea that if there's no lights that means green on level crossings ah okay, there's right. no green on that yeah, right. Like traffic lights, obviously you've got green, amber and red. Yeah. With uh, level crossings, it's amber, flashing red. In my mind, even though I'd seen it thousands of times, I thought amber went kind of flashing red, full red, things come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I now know, if it goes to amber, you know, slam your brakes on. Slam if you brakes. can. Right, I'm with you. Um, because it's two seconds from amber to flashing red. Right, right. So you've learned that now, and you feel... I've learned that, but I was making all these excuses, and I know ours... I'm doing it now. I know <laughs> ours is less than two seconds for Amber. Yeah. And I've been trying to film it, but of course, when you want a train to come, they never do. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point was, everyone had an excuse. Yeah, same. Were, I went on these speed awareness course. Everyone was like, oh, I had their own story yeah. about There was a guy was called totally Derek just... with a, a whole file of photographic evidence, letters... And wow. self justification. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. coming back to New Year's resolution is to say sorry more. Yeah. It's so powerful to say, look, I'm sorry, it's all my fault. I go, I'm sorry, I'm being selfish here. Yeah. I got it wrong there. And I think, so I'm going to try to do that and do that to my kids a little bit more. Some of my children are brilliant at saying sorry. Others of them cannot say that word. No. Nice. And I think it gets you a long way in life. It does. Being it, able to say sorry. But saying sorry and being sorry as well. The 60 Second Life Coach with Peter Horn. Sorted readers will probably recall the hullabaloo of this year's UK general election in May when the Conservative Party unexpectedly won. Allegedly, this happened because most people were concerned about which party would do the best job of running our economy. Now, I'm not about to offer any political views here, and I may be a few months late in doing this, but I feel the need to briefly tell a couple of frivolous economics jokes. Number one, why did God create economists? The answer, of course, is in order to make weather forecasters look good. And number two, how many conservative economists does it take to change a light bulb? Well, the answer is none, because look, it's getting brighter. It's definitely getting brighter. Rewind back a few more years and some of you may remember the Labour Prime Minister Tony Blair making the bold statement that education is the best economic policy we can have. Maybe Mr Blair was aware that learning is good for us in other ways too. Research from many sources now tells us that there are health benefits that this lifestyle choice can bring, particularly as we get older. If you want to be successful in learning something, look at New Scientist, issue number 3014. They featured a really useful article with 10 tips about the best ways to learn. Here are some of the highlights. Number one, know when to learn. Studies have shown that younger people can benefit from learning factual material in the afternoon at about three o'clock. But if they want to do something that involves learning physical skills, including learning movement, they should leave that until after 9pm. By contrast, research has shown that older people between age 60 and 82 will learn best in the morning between 8.30 and 10.30. And whatever age you are, sleeping after learning will apparently help to consolidate memories. Number two, play video games. A team from the University of Toronto found that playing action video games 
is the ideal downtime activity, but only if you're learning anything that involves a fairly constant, predictable structure and requires the coordination of sensory input and physical movements. This could apply if you're learning a new sport or a musical instrument, for example. Number three, willpower, just do it. Ray Baumeister at Florida State University argues that learning requires willpower, and willpower is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. He also found that exercising willpower in one area of your life boosts it in another. I just wish I'd learned this when I was at school. Jobs for the boys. So here we go, Jobs for the boys. This is a little bit different. We were in Holland last time. We've been down at AFC Bournemouth. Well, today we're in glorious Goodwood near Chichester in West Sussex. And this is a great job. Matt Jones, welcome. Tell us what you do for a job. Um, I'm lucky enough to be a uh, pretty much full-time Spitfire Spitfire pilot. Now, my jaw has dropped at what you've just said. You fly Spitfires for a job. I do, I do indeed. Um, it's, a, it's a great honour to be uh, any part of this aeroplane. Uh, it's a fantastic aeroplane to fly, but more important is the people that it uh, you know, that remembers who flew, who flew it in battle 75 years ago. And of course it is a poignant year, isn't it? 75 years. Absolutely. It's the uh, 75 years uh, um, commemoration for the Battle of Britain, or the victory in the Battle of Britain, uh, recognised as the 15th of September uh, 1940. Uh, and there are still a few Battle of Britain pilots around uh, now in their mid-90s who uh, we think it's very important to commemorate uh, while, while they're still living. So I'm assuming when you're at school, 15, 16, and you're speaking to the careers teacher, you know, were, were you able to say, I, I want to fly Spitfires as a career, or, or did, did this come to you later in life? Have you had normal job? I think my teachers would have laughed at me doing anything more than a menial <laughs> clerical job, to be honest, that I asked them at school. <laughs> um, but I do remember the advice at school was either you can be a lawyer or an engineer or a doctor, and that was pretty much it. Uh, and what a, did you do? What did I what did I study? Yes, studied engineering okay. at university, um, and ended up working in a bank before realising. As you do, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> before seeing the light and uh, and getting my first flying job about uh, twelve years ago now. Wonderful. And tell us about this wonderful flying academy you've got down here at Goodwood. Uh, it's the first um, training Spitfire training school in the world, approved by the CAA. It uh, and we've been running. This is our fifth season. We're about to start. Uh, end of last year we were also approved to fly non-pilots in Spitfires which is a first in 25 years in the country which is very very exciting uh, for us. We love flying out of Goodwood, it's great to fly out of a, uh, an airfield that has RAF and World War II um, poignancy and significance uh, and off a grass runway as the guys 75 years ago uh, flew them Fantastic, thank you so much Great pleasure you're listening to the Man Up Podcast with Steve Legg and Tony Vino. So yeah, looking forward to 2016, uh, Steve. What's what are some of your hopes and dreams there, mate? Well, it's been very exciting. Our sorted has been going. We celebrated eight years. Oh, it's great, mate. November, eight years alive. Yeah, that started this tiny little idea. Uh, this conversation with my accountant in the playground about putting together a men's lifestyle magazine for guys that could be inspirational and professional and be That's in 21 great. countries and 
Gosh, news great, agents man. and all over the place and, yeah you know it's happened and we just want to make it really grow so last year we started giving away free copies in cruise terminals no way down really? in southampton yeah because so, you know what the cruise terminal that's where all the big cruises go from I know. it's in southampton so there's Brilliant. a thousand copies every two months go down there and it's a giveaway as people are getting on cruise ships oh i love it oh steve i'm, I'm gonna so exciting. look out for it they go really quick i'm told yes no they do, the, the one because um it's a big old um this huge area where you sit and you queue up and all that and that's brilliant. I, I've got a few cruises this year that I'm going from. Uh, this has been your from thing. I, since I've known you, you've talked about wanting to cruise a bit more. I and I'm this year, 2016, 2015 was the first time in the summer, and then 2016, it's. Um, I'll be going down to Southampton several times. In fact, my, my, the most exciting one is uh, I'm booked in in August to go to go on something called the oh, something Harmony of the Seas. It's the biggest cruise ship in the world or it will be it's being built at the moment and it's it's launching this year oh man and uh, and it's that's with uh, Royal Caribbean they've got the biggest one of, at the moment which is called Allure of the Seas which I did uh, August last year and uh, and now they went we, we want to go six metres longer and um, and it's, it's gone bigger <laughs> but I love I love going on the American cruise lines from Southampton because you get British and American culture that kind of mix as soon as they go from Southampton on and they step onto the boat it's all different things like it's all you can eat 24-7 and Brits oh, flipping go crazy because Americans they're used to all you can eat yeah. but the Brits like you can see it in their eyes they're like you're you're telling me I can have as much as I want. <laughs> if I, I yeah, they're like if I have enough, I'm going to come out with a profit, <laughs> and they go for it. They seem before meal time limbering up properly, getting let's do this right. You know, teaching the you know blokes yeah. teaching the kids right. Watch this son right. Here you go. Put tell him put that rice back. <laughs> Just have the meat. <laughs> Dad can have some salad. Don't even joke about it, son. <laughs> it reminds me of the old days when you used to get a free salad. Just one salad in pizza places. Oh, and yeah. you have a little bowl. Yeah. And the clever guys would make the bowl bigger by um, putting cucumber slices <laughs> around it to build up sides. I love it. And the bowls, you get more salad in. Oh, that's a great... Yeah, because you can, you can create a little sort of... When it comes to all you can eat buffet, you can there are ways of creating like a like you can put mash around the the, the edge of a plate and create like a little dam. You know what I mean? And put oh, it yes, in. Yes, I do. It's nice, isn't it? That when I've you never do that. thought about that. Yeah, there's, there's, I love mash. There's well. little workarounds. Rice can also do do the yeah. same thing. You can you can use things like rice as a dividing uh, line. Say if you put like curry on one side, put the rice in the middle. Yeah. Go the other side. You put your pudding. It's fine, not a problem. <laughs> the sauce like will not Cornish be crushed. Pasty, like an original Cornish pasty. Yes, right. sweet and savoury one. Sweet and savoury. There's, uh, if you want as well, lay a naan bread across the top of that and you start again. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-story. Multi-story, mate. Um, yeah, no, I, lo- I love it. That's that's the great thing about the cruise. It's all you can eat um, buffets, and there's no other area in life you would ever order all that in the one. Like, if you know, wait a second, what would you like? So, well. I'll have some, uh, some noodles, egg, chuck a pizza on. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're walking by anywhere where there's like, you know, I don't know, an eclair, just stick it on the sign, please. Just you just it's just disgusting, but it's it's brilliant as well. <laughs> it reminds me of the, of the pit stop cafe in Bangor, Northern Ireland. I went in. I want to have a really healthy lunch. I had jacket potato. Yeah. She said, "Do you want chips with that?" <laughs> <laughs> 
strange food combination. Brilliant. Just yeah, just different ways of. Uh, it's like Mexican food. There's the old joke in it. It's just it's all the same food but folded in a different way. Yes. And like that, that, it's just that's just potato like cut in a different style, yeah. isn't it? And um, but yeah, on on the cruise as well, he's like because it's all about food, really. Like obviously, you get on the ship and the, you know you go to different places, great, but people really buy into the idea that they can have as much as they want when they want and then and uh, one cruise though there was a thing called norovirus came out and it oh. was hilarious because people are paying thousands to be on this cruise yeah. and they're having like um they have to be quarantined in the room and they're getting sent sent like dry bread in in cellophane oh, can you imagine no. that mate oh it was horrible like um like it just because it it all without getting graphic it basically it comes out both ends. Oh. oh man, I was. I mean, I I got a bit of it. I was. I was at one point. I was like. I was just. I sat. There, I was like. I was horrified. It. Had, I'd, I'd lost control. And I thought. I thought I was bad. The other people in the jacuzzi weren't so happy. So yeah. So resolutions. You know, for me, it just been. I suppose. Um, keep breathing is essential. You know, past that. Um, keep cruising and. Um, and keep doing what we do. But for you, so, so we've got Sorted Magazine. The magazine. It's on to the na- year nine. Brilliant. Going from strength to strength out there. And WH Smith's going. Growing it's it. out there. Growing it. more people. Good stories. Um, Brilliant. And and, um, and and with the Steve Legg show, you've you've pulled in place. It's a, it's a brand new show now, isn't it? Pretty much so. Got lots of new effects. So that's, that's fun. So. I love it. And the Blackpool Convention coming up in uh, in February. There's the Magic Convention. That's interesting. Yeah. No, and of course, Tricks and Laughs. We'd love to do Tricks and Laughs too. Ladies Tricks and, and Laughs too. No advertising, is, but we're back on the road. Is launched and new show. It's a whole new show. I've got because we do two sort of forty-five minute sections. Don't we? I've got a new forty-five. You've got a new forty-five. You're finished. I mean, oh, Tony Vino, have props. I'm a prop man now. Can you believe it? Been telling you for years. Get some props. Get a prop bag. You got a prop bag. You got props. You got music. It's got wait, my prop bags. You've even got a smart new shirt. And mate, it's um. Well, you've always been telling me to get some new material, so <laughs> <laughs> so this shiny new shirt it's as well. Shirt. I can't wait to get that out on the road, mate. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode of Man Up. Of oh, Man Up, visit us online at sorted-magazine.com.